You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Alexander, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. He's Lord over Alexandra. He's Lord over our lives. Glory, glory. I'm here to bring you the message of the kingdom of God. And I don't know if you're tired of hearing about the kingdom. Um, I do not apologize. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, the kingdom of God is something that this world has not fully experienced yet. And we need to bring the kingdom into manifestation. Wherever you are, God is depending on you to manifest his kingdom. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, it says that he has made us to be kings and priests. Yes? So you are a king and you are a priest. Turn to someone and say, I think he's talking to you. Yeah. So you are a king and you are a priest. Yes. Can you see that? And has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So if he has made you a king and a priest. I know some preachers preach and they say some people are kings and some are priests. That is bad theology. He could have said he has made us kings or priests. But that's not what he said. Amen? So it's not either or. It's all. So somebody was talking to me a while ago and was talking and saying, you know, some people are called to be kings. The kings are the ones that are the business people and then the priests are the pastors. I don't know where they got that interpretation from, but that's not accurate. Because if you know who a king is, huh? And what a king is supposed to be doing, You know that a king is not just supposed to be doing business. Hallelujah. A king is supposed to fight. So God has called us to what? Fight. Fight for what? Fight what? Fight to establish his kingdom. And as a matter of fact, if you are a king and a priest, where is your kingdom? Where is your kingdom? Because have you ever seen a king without a kingdom? Yeah. 
So that means you have a kingdom. He says, if we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. Is that not so? Yeah. So if, if you allow somebody to rob you of your kingship, it's your fault. Some smart theologian who is void of the Holy Ghost interprets the scripture like that and twists the truth and robs people of the power of their kingship. Because you see, priests don't go to war. Only kings go to war. So if they, are, if they succeed in taking away your kingship, that means they have succeeded in disarming you. Are you getting my point? And that's one of the reasons why we have many casualties when they go to war. Why? They go to war as priests instead of going as kings. When it's time for war, you put on your kingship and take your kingly anointing. Hallelujah. You take your kingly anointing and that's what you used to go into battle with. That's what you're going to battle with. So we are here to bring the kingdom of God into Alexandria. And we are not negotiating. We are not trying to be diplomatic. Are you getting me? Yeah. We're here to fight. We're going to fight for the soul of this city. We're going to fight for the souls of men. We're going to fight to establish the kingdom of God. We're going to fight to establish the will of God. It must be done. As it is in heaven, it must be in this place so you can't do that as a priest you need to be a king to do that and one of the reasons why we have not yet seen the manifestation of the resources that we need for the kingdom is because we have not yet defeated some kings Yeah, because there are some kings, there are some kings that are holding the treasures. Are you hearing me, man of God? Yeah, the kings of darkness. In case you don't know, Satan has kings in his kingdom. He has princes in his kingdom. He has rulers in his kingdom. So he has positioned some kings in the marketplace. He has positioned some kings in certain territories. Geographical locations. There are kings. There are too many scriptures to confirm what I'm saying. When, when Daniel was praying in Daniel, Daniel chapter 10. Huh? He prayed. He was seeking God. And the angel Gabriel was sent. Who withheld the angel? The prince of Persia. So there are princes that withhold certain things from happening in the lives of believers. And that prince was a spirit. The prince of Persia. 
withstood the angel and will not allow him to come through to Daniel for 21 days why why was a, a demonic entity able to resist Gabriel for 21 days because Gabriel is not anointed for battle are you getting me Gabriel is not anointed for battle Gabriel is a minister of information not defense hallelujah so but then when it came when 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 it was time 21 days God dispatched Michael who is anointed for battle hallelujah so when a king meets another king the superior one will dominate hallelujah so don't allow anybody to deceive you into thinking that you cannot fight don't allow anyone to deceive you into thinking that you are just a priest hallelujah amen Amen. Daniel chapter 10 verse 13 you see the prince of Persia of the kingdom of Persia can you see withstood me 21 days can you see that Persia is a kingdom so it takes a king to fight a king it takes a kingdom to come against another kingdom hallelujah so Michael was the one he says and behold Michael one of the chief princes came to help me for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia can you see with the kings of Persia they all said where do you think you are going you are taking this revelation to Daniel because this revelation is going to unlock the destiny of Israel hallelujah it's going to unlock the destiny of Israel now some of you you don't understand that there are some princes and kings that are holding back revelation from you so I thank God for Michael the chief prince who was dispatched but you know what today you have an anointing I just showed you in Revelation 1 6 you are a king so you don't be afraid to face another king because you are a king from a superior kingdom hallelujah you are from a superior kingdom it's called the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is made of many kingdoms yeah Jesus says my father has given me a kingdom has conferred to me a kingdom he says I conferred to you a kingdom just like my father has conferred to me a kingdom 
all within the kingdom of God. Do you understand? So the kingdom of God is so vast, is so massive, made up of many kingdoms. And each one of you has the opportunity to establish your own kingship. That's why you must always pray for the kingdom of God to manifest. You must always pray for the will of God. Why? Because when you pray for the kingdom of God, you are praying for your own kingdom as well. Because your kingdom is wrapped up in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. So when you begin to walk in your kingly powers, princes around begin to identify. And they begin to see, oh my God. This is another ruler coming. But if you come as a priest, first of all, priests don't have weapons. Priests, they only, at best, they can sing. Huh? Priests can pray. Do you understand? They can pray, but they cannot fight. And the Old Testament is a template for us God allowed us, allow the Old Testament to be written the way it is so that we can see the actual operation in the spirit. So in the Old Testament, what God did is that he manifested in the physical what happens in the spiritual. So you would see when you read the Old Testament, most of the battles, all the battles in fact, were physical. Why? God wants you to see. What happens in the spirit? Glory to God. So, if you want, if we are going to see the kind of breakthrough that God has ordained for us, we need to now press into our kingship. Are you getting me? Say, I'm a king in God's kingdom. I am here to establish. And to advance the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You remember David, right? I mean, the first king of Israel was Saul. Now, this man was anointed king. He went, he fought a few battles, right? But then, the guy disobeyed God. He missed the will of God. He disobeyed God and he was rejected. Now God was able to find someone by the name of David. He sent Samuel to the house of Jesse and there he chose this young lad who had been taking care of the sheep. He was anointed king. But although he was anointed king, he was not yet coronated. Do you understand me? In the same manner, you have been anointed king, but you have not yet been coronated. You have to go through a process before your coronation. So some of the things you are going through are part of the process. 
For the establishment of your kingship. But then for that to happen, you need to fight some battles. So that's why believers must not be allergic to fight. Be ready to fight. Fight the battles of God. Let's look at a few scriptures. I'll just let's go to the book of First um, Samuel. After David was anointed, we know that one of the things that happened is that he was he got anointed and then he went back to look after sheep. Am I correct? Now he knew that he was anointed king because Samuel told them told his brethren anointed him in the midst of his brethren as king so they all knew this is king and after that anointing David didn't just run to go to the to the union building To say, it's time for me, I've been anointed. No, 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 no. After that anointing, he went back to doing what he has been doing. That's looking after sheep. The problem today, many people, when they feel the anointing, it's time to start a church. I'm just sorry for them. Because they have not gone through the process. So they now begin to face spirits that they are not equipped to deal with hallelujah so they must go through the process so david killed the lion and the bear right by the anointing and then time came time went by and now goliath is there Goliath is there, but Saul does not have the courage. Even though he's anointed. He was still the Lord's anointed. But he could not face Goliath. He could not face Goliath. Except this young lad. This teenager. That was sent to take food to his brothers. Who are part of the army. None of them in the entire nation, not one person could take a stand and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Not one person. And yet they were all circumcised. They were all in covenant with God. Amen? Not one of them could do that. Except David. David goes, let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 17. And we'll read verse 26. Mighty God, mighty God. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? 
David is like, he's there and he's hearing all these, you know, insults from this giant. And the man will, will wake up in the morning. He will insult Israel from morning till the end of the day. Then the next day, again, for 40 days, one month of psychological warfare. Are you getting me? He is releasing it into the air, in the atmosphere. He's releasing curses. So all the people that were there were now paralyzed with fear. Because that's the enemy's strategy. He will release fear and wants you to be paralyzed. Until David came, who had not been under this influence. Hallelujah. What is going to be done? Huh? This guy, this reproach, I cannot stand it. You see, when a king comes into a place, there has to be a difference. Hallelujah. When a king comes into a place, there has to be a difference. Am I talking to kings tonight? They don't just, they don't just conform. Kings don't just conform. Oh, everybody's behaving like this, so I have to behave like this. No, 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 no. A king comes to take charge. I said, what's going to be done? And the people answered him in this manner saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? So the sheep were not even many. They were not even many. Hmm? He says, for you have come down to see the battle. Hmm? You see, when people, when, when you start working in your kingship, you start to offend people. People who have done nothing about the situation. Yeah. Now you come and you want to do something about it. Yeah. And they begin to misread you. Yeah. They begin to misinterpret you. They begin to misunderstand you. They begin to misjudge you. Don't let that distract you. Hallelujah. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? In other words, what have I done now? That is to say that it's something that has been happening. What have I done now? And this time around, what have I done again? You see? So it might have happened when he dealt with the lion. And then he came to share the testimony. It might have happened when he dealt with the bear. And then he came to share the testimony. Are you following me? And now he's here saying, What shall be done to the man who takes care of this mess? 
And Eliab looks and he remembers. This small boy. Look at you. What are you doing here? But the kingly anointing was being stirred up inside him. Hallelujah. The anointing of the king was staring up inside him. He could not just turn and see. And watch and conform like every other person. So when that anointing from tonight. That anointing is going to be strong upon your life. There's going to be a staring in your spirit. I'm telling you. Things must change. Hallelujah. You start operating in a different level. As a king in God's kingdom. Is there not a cause? Of course there is a cause. How can you how can you see all the mess going on around and then just leave as though everything is okay? Somebody has to take responsibility. How can we just see oh, all the crime, all the people that are dying prematurely and do nothing about it? How can we see all the violence taking place and do nothing about it? How can we see all the abuse that is taking place and we do nothing about it? Somebody that is anointed has to get up and do something about it. Hallelujah. You cannot just watch and see the enemy, the princes of darkness, operating. You know, all the crime that you see, there are princes ruling those people. Princes ruling those people. And David says, is there not a cause? There is a cause. And I'm going to fight for it. Amen. I'm going to take a stand for it. Yes. I want to see the will of my father. Established. On the earth. Now he turned from him. Toward another. And said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first ones did. Now when the words which David had spoken were heard and they reported them to Saul, he sent for him. The king will send for you. Amen. The government will send for you. When you start operating by the kingly anointing and you begin to operate by your kingly power, they will send for you. Hallelujah. And I declare that they will send for you. In the name of Jesus. At the appointed time, they will send for you. Hallelujah. This is a king we are talking about. But nobody knows. He has not yet been revealed to Israel. 
He was only revealed to his brothers. And look at the reaction he's getting from his brother. Possibly a jealous brother. Who has been there for 40 days. And yet could not take on that giant. Until David came. Let me tell you something. Until we deal with the giants. In the land. We're not going to see the full manifestation of God's promises. We won't see them. He doesn't mind us coming to church. He doesn't mind you just come to praise, worship, sing. See, I could do me, sir. See, I could do me, sir. See, I could do me, sir. Go see. Ha! He doesn't mind. Keep singing. Just leave his kingdom alone. Amen. Amen. Come to church. Just don't touch his kingdom. Hallelujah. I want to see people who are ready to take a stand. For the kingdom of God. And to say. I will see the will of God. Done wherever I am. As it is in heaven. Jesus said. My food is to do the will of him. Who sent me. And to finish his work. Your food has to be. To do the will of your father. You have to be passionate. About the will of God. You have to be passionate about the kingdom of God. Amen. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added unto you. You see, David, this guy, is a very good example. In fact, he's the best king in the Bible. Apart from Jesus. Amen. Never lost a battle. Not even one battle. How did he do that? No wonder he was so blessed. Do you know that by the time David died, he was a billionaire. But do you know that his prosperity did not come without a fight? He had to take kings to grow in wealth. Are you hearing me? Yeah, so your wealth cannot increase if you don't take on some kings. Yeah. So it was told him, anyone that the person that did this, let's 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 see. Come on. I'm not making this up, am I? Where is that place now? Uh, it says if anyone. Huh? 32, 32. David said. Let no man's heart fail. Because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Imagine. This is a teenager encouraging the king. Hallelujah. Do we have teenagers in the house? 
Do we have youths in the house? Yes. You can be the David of this generation. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be stressed. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. As a kingly power, kingly anointing talking. And Saul says to him, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are a youth. Let no man despise your youth. And he a man of war from his youth. And David said, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock... I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. Sure. I mean, this guy should have been happy that the lion didn't kill him. But you see what was happening. The lion waited for the sheep to give birth. And as the sheep was given birth, the lion came whoop, to take it. To take that breakthrough. To take that miracle. Do you understand? So David says, no way. You won't take my testimony away. He goes after him. Hallelujah. And he, he grabs him with his bare hands. Open his mouth. And remove the lamb. Hallelujah. So many times we have allowed the lion to eat our miracles, to eat our breakthroughs. You are just, you have just about, you are giving birth to it. It has just come out. You've carried it for nine months. It has now come out. Then the lion comes to take it. Never again. I said, never again. In the name of Jesus. Never again. Say never again. Hallelujah. You will not lose your breakthrough. You will not lose your miracle. You will not lose your testimony. In the name of Jesus. Devil is a liar. David is recounting, telling Saul, this is what I did. Both to the lion and to the bear. And so he says, this Philistine, the same thing is going to happen. Hmm? My Lord and my God. So, from the time David killed Goliath, I'm just trying to go move forward quickly from the time he killed Goliath number one his family was tax exempt that's the beginning of his wealth are you getting my point yeah hallelujah yeah from that time no more tax yeah Sars, instead of taking from you, giving to you. Imagine that. Glory, glory, glory. It seems somebody is receiving something. Somebody is receiving something, yeah. 
Hallelujah. So if you don't take on a giant, if you don't take on a Goliath, I'm telling you, you will still be under tribute. And that's why we must not shy away from battles. Be ready to fight. You are fighting for your children. You are fighting for the coming generations. You are fighting for your generation. David's sons didn't have to fight Goliath. Did you notice Solomon? No war. Why? David has fought all the wars. He finished all the kings. David, Solomon just came and just peace. Just amassing wealth and wives. May, may, may God forgive him. <laughs> Hallelujah. He missed the purpose of the wealth. So, what I'm trying to say to you is this when you take on giants, you get wealthy. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So the breakthrough you are looking for. Hallelujah. Is in the face of a giant. Hallelujah. He killed Goliath. Tax free. Not only for him. His entire family. His father's house. No tax. Then he had a position on the king's table. Ha! Huh. So he didn't need to buy food. No groceries. All your groceries. Imagine all your groceries for life are taken care of. Come on. Hey, but this is only for kings. It's only kings that have this kind of benefits. Priests don't have it. It's kings. Amen. Yeah. So, what happens? He also becomes the king's son-in-law. Ha. It's building up. The wealth is building up. Hallelujah. So, before you know it, David became... A man of stature. Because he was not afraid to fight any battle. He was not afraid to take on kings. Hallelujah. So there are some kings in Alex we need to take care of. So that they can be a release. Hallelujah. You see, if David did not take on Goliath, I'm very convinced he would not have had the mighty men come after him. Can you see? Yeah. Yes, so the multitudes we are believing God for, we need to take some giants. Yeah. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you getting my point? Yes. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've not heard it like this before. Yes. This is a kingdom message. Yes. Tell somebody it's a kingdom message. Yes. Yeah. So God is showing us it's a template. In the Old Testament. Of how the kingdom. 
is supposed to manifest. Should I show you more? Or are you tired? Anyway, even if you are. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Look at chapter 19. Let's look at chapter 19, verse 8. It says, and there was war again. How many people say, oh, well, why is it that every time I have to keep fighting, everything about my life is fight, 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 fight. And anybody feels like that? Welcome to the club. (laughs) Hallelujah. Huh? Some, Some people think that when they fight once, then it's finished. Say there was war again. So there will be war again. Prepare for it. This is kingdom lifestyle I'm teaching you. The kingdom is about fighting. Glory to God. I know there are some people that are teaching some things that take away all the fight from the people of God. I'm sorry for them. Some of them, because of comfort, they've had breakthroughs. Now they stop fighting. They don't know. They've shortened their, and they've reduced their um, chances of ruling and reigning with Christ. No wonder the devil gets them. There was war again, and David went out and fought with who? I thought he had dealt with the Philistines before. How come there is war again? It's the same Philistines. Say kingdom lifestyle. Kingdom lifestyle. Yeah. And he struck them with a mighty blow. There's a blow coming. Hallelujah. You will strike them with a mighty blow. They will never recover. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are anointed for battle. And they fled from him. (laughs) They are going to flee. I said they will flee. In the name of Jesus. We will strike them. With a mighty blow tonight. And they will flee. Hallelujah. The kingdom must manifest. We're not negotiating this matter. Should I show you some more? Glory, glory. You like good things, I can see. My Lord, my Lord. Let me show you something else. Chapter 27. Somebody is speaking tongues a bit. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Look at verse 8. It says, Then David and his men went up and raided the Geshurites. The Gezites and the Amalekites. Look at that. Are you going to go out and read? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. You have been anointed for it. Yes. What 
are you doing with your kingly anointing? Huh? Glory, glory, glory. He says, for those nations were the inhabitants of the land from of old. Every old inhabitant of the land of your promise is dislodged from tonight. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As you go to shore, even as far as the land of Egypt, my goodness, these guys, they did not rest. They were just defeating, fighting and defeating and defeating and defeating the enemy. And wherever David attacked, huh? Whenever David attacked the land, he left neither man nor woman alive. But he took away what? The sheep, oxen, the donkeys, and the camels, the apparel, and returned and came to Arches. More wealth. Say more wealth. Hallelujah. When you take kings... You take spoils. You see, you come back with spoils. That's why it's good to fight. Come on, tell someone it's good to fight. Because you come back with spoils. Amen. Spoils increase your quality of life. Glory to God. My Lord and my God. We are going to destroy some Amalekites some Geshuites destroy them all glory 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 you want more hey these guys my lord I hope Alex will be able to continue after tonight (laughs) I like that no ways amen I want my breakthrough and I want it now. Come on, somebody say, I want my breakthrough. And I want it now. Hallelujah. Amen. And declare that. If it's okay, declare war on every enemy of your progress. Every spirit. Every prince. Every ruler. Every king that has stood and said you are not going to go beyond this point they are crushed in the name of Jesus the kingdom of God is here hallelujah my lord my lord I think I need to show you one more and then we are going to wrap it up look at first chronicles chapter 18 Mm. the kingdom of God is here I say the kingdom of God is here the kingdom of God is here he says and after this it came to pass that David attacked who? the Philistines (laughs) again he attacked them And not only that, he subdued them. Come on. And he took Gath 
and his towns from the hand of the Philistines. It's time to take territory. Glory to God. If we don't fight, we won't take territory. Because priests don't take territory. Only kings take territory. Glory to God. So if you want to take territory, you need to awaken your kingly anointing. Your kingly power. If you want to take on, some of you need to become kings in the marketplace. But you need a kingly power. Some of you need to be kings in finance. You need to be kings in education. You need to be kings in health. Are you getting my point? Some of you need to be kings. And if you don't fight. And so instead of coming and saying, Oh, Pastor, they have come again. They're dealing with me, oh God. I don't know what to do, nowhere to hide. Everybody is fighting me. In the office, everybody's against me. You, you need to stop that. Kings don't talk like that. Are you following me? Kings don't talk like that. You need to wake up and say, Hey, I'm a king. When you go to that office, try make sure you arrive before everybody. You get there and say, I come here as a king. In the name of Jesus, I take charge over this place. I release the kingdom of God in this office. Right now. You see, the kingdom of God is here. And I subdue every other kingdom. Begin to do that every day. You find that the same people that used to fight you, when they come, they'll become nice. What? You have dealt with the prince. Hallelujah. You deal with the prince. So David subdued them. And he took Gath and its towns from the hands of the Philistines. Then he defeated Moab. Hallelujah. And the Moabites became David's servants. And brought what? Tribute. Say more wealth. More wealth. Can you see how David was increasing? From being tax free. Now he began to amass. Cattle, oxen, donkeys. He's adding to it. And then now territories. Hallelujah. He's growing. He has not been coronated. Hello. He has not yet been coronated. He is in the same position that you are. You have been anointed as kings and priests. You have not yet been coronated. So exactly the same anointing you have is what David was using. Glory to God. That's what David was using. Taking territories. Defeating kings. He's increasing. Increasing. Bit by bit. He's increasing. After one battle, he becomes richer. After another battle, he becomes richer. 
Glory to God. After tonight, you will never run from battle anymore. In the name of Jesus. I am telling you, the devil is in trouble. And it does not stop there. And David defeated Hadexa, Hadedeza, Hadadeza, or whatever. <laughs> huh? King of Zoba, as far as Hamath, huh? as he went to establish his power by the Euphrates River. He went to do what? Establish his power. So all this while, his power was not yet established. Look at the exploits. My people, I'm telling you, God is unlocking something in your life today. Man of God, he's releasing something fresh upon your life. I'm telling you, something has entered into you right now. Glory, glory. In the name of Jesus, his power will be established. He will establish that thing that he has laid on your heart. He's been speaking to you, speaking and speaking. It's time for establishment. Jesus. My Lord. Glory, glory. Look at verse 4. David took from him 1,000 chariots. Say more wealth. Chariots. These are are the limousines of their time. A thousand vehicles. It's, It's only kings that can do this. Hallelujah. You go into one battle and you come out with 1,000 vehicles. You see why we need to fight? We need to fight. Hallelujah. Except that he spared enough of them for 100 chariots. He said, said, let me not be too greedy. Just spare a few. Glory, glory. Kings also have self-control. They're not greedy. Hallelujah. But his kingdom has to spread. Because a king needs an army. A king needs an air force. A king needs to have, you know, he needs to have resources. So God allowed David, he was just building it up. Building it. Hmm? All right. Look at the next verse. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help, <laughs> Hadadeza, king of Zobah, David killed 22,000 of the Syrians. Can you see? It started with one Goliath. Hallelujah. By this time, he had grown, his kingly anointing had grown to a point where in one battle in one battle look at thousands 
kill them. What I do with your own kingly anointing? We have a lot to answer to God. I'm telling you, we have a lot to answer. Amen. Amen. Can you see that? Let's read on. Let's read on. I want to finish. Time is going. Hmm? Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus. <laughs> that is his own fortress. Huh? And the Syrians became David's servants. Say more wealth. And brought tribute. Hallelujah. They were paying tax to him. May the devil pay some tax to you. In the name of Jesus. I declare that they will pay tribute to you. In the name of Jesus. They will become your servants. In the name of Jesus. They will serve you. They will serve God's purpose in your life. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I'm telling you. There's a shift in the spirit. Something has shifted. Lord my God. The battle has been defined. Glory, glory, glory. And David took the shields of gold. That were on the servants of Hadadeza. And brought them to Jerusalem. Also from Tibhath and from Chum, cities of Hadadezer, David brought large amount of bronze with which Solomon made the bronze sea, the pillars and the articles of bronze. Can you see, this is now, he's, he's no longer about just having his needs met. This is now multi-generational. Hallelujah. If you don't deal with kings, I'm telling you, you will not have multi-generational wealth. Solomon. If you go and read when David gave his contribution to the temple. Oh my God. You say, where did he get all this, all this wealth from? This is how it built up. This is how it built up. Wars. Wars. Spoils of wars. That's how it built up. And that's why you need to be ready to fight the Lord's battles. We need to fight for the land. We need to fight for souls. We need to fight to see the will of God established. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My Lord. Now when Thor, king of Hamath, heard that David had defeated all the army of Hadadezer, king of Zobah, he sent 
Hadoram, son of uh, his son Hadoram to David to greet him and bless him because he had fought against <laughs> Hadadara and defeated him. My Lord. And not only that, he brought to him all kinds of articles of gold, silver, and bronze. Somebody say more wealth. So after he fought this man's enemy and defeated him, this guy comes to reward him. He said, thank you for sorting this problem out for me. This guy has been a, 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 a problem to me. He said, for that, take gold. Huh? Take silver. Huh? Take bronze. Kapasutapaha. Hallelujah. All of it. Battles. Battle ready. Glory to God. God has called us to raise an army for him. You know, you know, one of the things he also said to me, he said the kind of messages that we are, the church has been preaching is not preparing people for what is coming. That's why we are talking like this. Hallelujah. Because there is a new breed emerging. There is a new breed that God is raising. He's tearing up people that will look at kings and say, give me that crown. Doesn't belong to you. I'm taking it. Hallelujah. You look at that prince. You look at that principality and you push him off his throne. Come off. Get off there. And you just sit on it. And you become the principality in this area. Hallelujah. That's what is coming. That's what is coming. Hallelujah. We are the ones to be the principalities. We are the ones to be the powers. Not the enemy. Come on. What do you think the kingdom of God is for? This is what it's all about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think I've said enough. You've heard me. You've got the message. Glory to God. Mighty God. Let's stand up on our feet. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Church Alexander. For other life-changing messages and more information, call our offices on 073-719-1830 or log on to www.everynationalex.org.